1: Wildcat Radio Welcome back everyone to Wildcat Radio, the most interesting podcast in your face covering Arizona football news, Arizona basketball news, and Arizona recruiting news. This is Brian Conger, the host of Wildcat Radio, and we have we have another host of Wildcat Radio, Mr. Adam Green. What's going on, Adam? Hey, not much. How you guys doing? Very well. A little cross-pollination in the least awkward sense of the word. Um, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't have been any
0: more awkward than you made. <laughs> uh,
1: and we're also joined by Mr. Rob Bauer, the guru of the, um, the Beta Rank Advanced College Football Statistical Model, which you can find at sharpcollegefootball.com. What's going on, Rob?
2: I am. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Let's get this done in under three hours.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We <laughs> had a, a marathon session last uh, two nights ago. But it, it's it's crazy because the week zero is really throwing me off, right? So we normally would have like two more weeks to get all our, our stuff together. And um, but with that said, like Pac-12 season win totals are here. Uh, and just to give a quick overview and an abbreviation of what uh, the win totals are. So every year Las Vegas basically puts a number on how many. Um, uh, on how many wins each team uh, across the country in college football, but we're going to focus specifically on the Pac-12, uh, will win in a, in a given season. And you can bet whether or not you think that, that said team will win more games than the set line or under. So, for example, Arizona, spoil, spoiler alert, is six and a half. And you can bet whether or not you think Arizona is going to win more than six and a half games or less than six and a half games. Um, and so, so those are out. So what we figured we would do is go through all 12 teams, Go through their schedules and and identify whether or not we think uh, said team is going to win more uh, more wins than Vegas has set or less wins than they've set. And Rob, last year you were the national champion of the worlds uh, of our season win total over under. Congratulations!
2: Thank you. I uh, I followed what the model projections mostly were for yeah. <laughs> the win totals.
1: And I, I I remember two things. I was really really confident about UCLA being going under their season win total last year. And they did. And that was like the only one that I got. I got got basically every other (laughs) season win total wrong. But quick adjustments are important. So I actually went, I think, like 65% against the spread. Um, Adam, how did you do last year? Do you remember?
0: I don't. And I feel like I'm probably better off not remembering. I don't (laughs) imagine it was particularly good. Um, But that's the fun of this, right? And it's the Pac-12. And we think we know. And then at the end of the day, we maybe know a little but I don't think I knew anything last year. I had to look back and if you want to do that, by all means go for it, but I don't want to, I'm not a masochist. I don't I don't plan on doing that.
1: You're not here to look at the past here, Adam. You're here to look at the no, I'm future. I'm here to look at the future. <laughs> so let's talk about Arizona. Before we do, a couple things to plug. You can follow us on Twitter at Wildcat Radio AZ. You can follow us on Facebook, Wildcat Radio AZ, and you can subscribe to the podcast for free on any podcast catcher. Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, you name it, we are there. Spotify, we are every podcast catcher. The The last thing is last year— we did a uh, a Pac-12 survivor pool, which is always one of the most popular things that we do. And we are opening that up to everybody that is listening. It's free. There will be a prize at the end. I think last year we gave out tickets to a UCLA game, a UCLA-Arizona game, right? Like, basically any any game of your choice you got to go to. Um, I don't know if we're going to do that yet. I'm going to take a look and see. We, we want to find a cool option to give away for the winner. And by the way, if one of the hosts win, you, nobody wins anything. Like, we we're just we're just so good that we're going to hoard... <laughs> hoard all of our prizes to ourselves. But if you beat us, you get a prize, and it will be a good one. And this is the way that the game works, is that every week, you have to pick, excluding week zero, by the way. So you have a couple weeks to to get your picks in. So this is going to start the official week one of college football. You pick one team in the Pac-12 to win their game outright. Don't worry about the spread. They just have to win. If they win, you get to move on to the next week, and it keeps going, it keeps going. Here's the catch. You can only pick each team once. So, if you use Arizona, or right, let's see it better, if you pick USC to win in week one, you can't pick USC for the rest of the year um so you have to pick other teams and literally the, the last person surviving wins and that's it and if you you are the last person standing you get a prize so definitely check that out that will be on our website sharpcollegefootball.com i'm going to post um uh, it'll be right on the front you can submit your picks every week make sure you get them in every week uh, you don't have to worry about anything else just that one game so very fun if you lose we will play your name by the way uh, so like Don't you know, if you don't want your name actually being written out, use a pseudonym or use, you know, like use an avatar, uh, because I will read your name when you lose to the uh, the music that they play uh, for the tributes that die in the hit movie, The Hunger (laughs) Games. So just know that that, that's coming. So (laughs) Uh,
0: it is. I just know. Last year, I was doing the whole just pick against Oregon State strategy, and then I think I used up every team I could, and I had to pick against someone else, and I lost. I forget who it was, but that was the strategy last year, and I imagine it's probably not a bad idea again this year.
1: It was like Black Saturday that one year. Arizona beat Oregon, Colorado beat uh, – Oregon State beat Colorado, and then there was another major upset, and everybody lost except for, like, one person. And I will will remember who that person's name is, and I will tweet it out because that's how important this – contest is um but adam um we don't talk to you all the time i'm, I'm excited what, what do you think what do you think about arizona schedule <laughs> six and a half wins you know i i i actually thought it was going to be around seven maybe seven and a half because they vegas was thinking about khalil tate but um, but here we are
0: yeah i can guarantee they're not going to win six and a half games <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> that i can guarantee but i i like that number for the betting line if only because there are so many unknowns about arizona and I'm one of those guys who's of the belief that they weren't really a bad team last season and they won five games or a couple breaks away, a fourth quarter collapse against ASU away from probably winning seven or eight games. So six and a half, I think is a good line for them, but I'm inclined to take the over and not, not much over than that. I got them for seven wins myself and this schedule everyone talks about, it reminds me kind of of the schedule. I think the year before Stoops got fired, the 2010 schedule. Where Arizona got to this great start and then just lost the remaining one, two, three, four, five games, including the bowl game to Oklahoma State, because it's like, yeah, all the tough teams were at the back end of the schedule. How good are you? And I think Arizona's a pretty good team that's going to have a really weird looking season. But I would take the over of six and a half.
1: I remember that bowl game where we had a linebacker and Justin Blackman trying to guard him for a few play. I'm like, oh, it's not God. a great strategy. <laughs> uh, Rob, you know, you just take a look at Arizona's ability that some of the talent that they have on the team and I agree with Adam I don't think Arizona is going to light the world on fire this year but they could be significantly better than they were last year and that could relate to a couple more wins on the schedule I think the other thing that sticks out for me is if you take a look at the Pac-12 South right UCLA is down USC is questionable Colorado has a new coach and they're going to move things around I think Utah obviously is strong and then ASU starting a freshman quarterback I mean if there's one year where Arizona can kind of you know Put put itself back together and go forward into the next season with some momentum. I would assume it's this year, right?
2: <clears throat> yeah, you like this year. You've got a you know a senior quarterback coming back. It's the second year in the offense. Um, you have the chance for the defense to merely be a terrible power five defense this season. <laughs> if they take, take the step forward, that they're step forward
0: to. to get to terrible.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean like a uh, set, like Arizona's projection is to get into the sixties finally, uh, or low seventies, uh, in beta rank coming into the season. And that's, um, I mean, congratulations, Marcel Yates, four years of work. <laughs> um, but, it is. It is. T- I mean, the, the schedule does toughen up versus last year. So even though I think you'll look at last season, I mean, that that Cal win last season was a total steal. Um, you know, like it, that that was all turnovers in the defense. Uh, you know, Arizona didn't have anything going offensively that game. Um, that USC game was maybe closer than it looked. USC, I think, I mean, it felt like they set a record for penalties. Um but you roll, you know. Washington rolls back on the schedule. Stanford rolls back on the schedule for Arizona. It's the schedule's not as easy as it was last season. So there, there's, there's some positives and you know some, some dangers I think and, and uh, out there for Arizona. But I do think that Khalil Tate's going to run this season. I think he's also going to get make it a little further through his reads. I think that makes the offense more dangerous and maybe pulls a game. Like I don't think Stanford is as good as people uh maybe remember them as um coming into this year so that would probably pull like stanford um that game into into reach that you know maybe arizona doesn't have to have like two or three turnovers to win that game so i yeah i could i could see it i mean beta rank only has about 5.71 projected wins that that projections built off of last year's offense which tate didn't couldn't run and um. Yeah, I think struggled with you know some of the some of the reads he was asked to make. So
1: in the injury, obviously, you
2: know. The- yeah, I mean the injury was the big part. I mean, didn't run. So I think. I mean, it is tough. I mean, because the flip side of it is, is like, man, Khalil Tate gets injured, and whew, all bets are off. <laughs> I mean, that was well, true last yeah. year, right? Like, I mean, and I, uh, I actually took the under. I was, I think, I was the only one on the podcast last season to take the under on Arizona. Yeah, it's a um, new season, man. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, 6.5 6. 6. is like, like, cause I, I is like, it is, is almost like a, it's a smart number for Vegas because oh, yeah, I mean, seven, seven wins is going to be, they're going to have to, they're, they're going to have to win the games. They, they, they should win. Um, but, I mean, you drop any one of those games. Like, they lose to Texas Tech or UCLA, and, like, seven wins
0: becomes really hard.
1: Yeah, this seems like uh, the swing games, right, Adam? The UCLA and yeah. Texas Tech?
0: Oh, uh, For sure. I, I think we all pretty much can agree that Hawaii should be a win, and a, you will be a win. And, yeah, if you beat Texas Tech and UCLA, now you're 4-0, and and you might be in the top 25, depending on how things go. And then you go to Colorado, like— There's a world where Arizona can win all five of those games, or you can say Arizona's going to be 5 0 after five games, and you won't be laughed at because those are winnable games. And then, of course, the rest of the schedule, like you get Washington instead of Washington State. That's a wash to me, I guess. eh, It's a wash. Eh, I get it. No, that's
1: terrible. I mean, to
0: watch for Marcel Yates as your DC because Mike Leach owns Marcel oh, Yates' yeah. soul. And Arizona's I mean, actually Mike... had Arizona against Washington. I don't, I don't expect Arizona to beat Washington, but at home, the desert dogs, like they tend to struggle in the state of Arizona for whatever reason. So it's still a loss on my schedule, but you never know. And of course, Stanford, I'd rather play Cal, I guess, but it's a down year for Stanford. So you're right. Those are the swing games. And it's kind of like last year's team where you lose to BYU. And all of a sudden the whole season has a different tone. If Arizona takes care of business and wins those swing games early on. It gives you that wiggle room, that breathing room to lose the games that you're expected to lose. Of course, last year they beat Oregon late in the season and get back into bowl contention and almost salvage the season. But you hope that you don't need to do that. You hope that you just need to beat Oregon state for bowl eligibility. And then you beat ASU for fun at the end of the season. But I don't know. Like, I think we all thought the schedule last season was easier and it turned out to not be. So I am of the belief that if Arizona is healthy and plays as well as they can, they can probably hang with any team in the conference, but they also need to cut back on the mistakes and they need to stay healthy because the depth may be better in some places, but it's still not where it needs to be to sustain real injuries to a guy like Khalil Tate or maybe to JJ Taylor, even, even though I know the running back depth is better. Like you need your horses to make it through the season healthy.
1: Couple things to mention in addition to that. So, you had mentioned the Desert Dogs, how Washington struggles in the state of Arizona. That's real. And if you ask Washington fans, they will tell you. In fact, I have started to bet on <laughs> name ASU or Arizona. Like it was actually our friends at the Dog Pod that said, "No, no, no. Like this, this will be a close game for whatever reason. It's hot. The team doesn't like it down there." Flip that around, and when we went to the Oregon game two years ago, uh, or maybe it was last year. Anyway, two years yeah, two years ago when we were on the road at Ottson, the thing that was so, like weather matters, like it really, yeah. it just is a big deal, and it, it's a big deal for Arizona because it's hot for other teams. But uh, like on the other side, when you go to Otzen and it's thirty degrees, and like our wide receivers weren't catching well, you could just tell that the they, they were not they were not used to that cold, and it was the first. Like cold game they had played all year, and I I was just watching them run around. And go, oh no! <laughs> like this this could get real, <laughs> real bad, real quick. And Rob, we've mentioned this on Twelve Pack Radio, but when Arizona went to Houston last year, it was just balls hot, and it just it was miserable for anybody that wasn't from the from the area of Houston at that moment in time that's, that had been there for a year and gotten used. I to think that you weather. had to be a,
2: a Houston fan and like deeply, deeply inebriated at ten a.m. to <laughs> enjoy
1: what we went through it was brutal it was brutal. So all that to say like I do think keep that in mind as you're looking for these games but I'm going to take the over six and a half I think we can do it I, again I'm not expecting Arizona win the Pac-12 South but uh, if they win seven seven eight games like I I would take that as a win and would look forward to the next season what do you think Adam
0: I think that's what's funny is we're saying seven wins and we're like man that's that's tough to predict seven wins and it shouldn't be the case I don't think anyone would have predicted us stretching to get Arizona to seven wins this season in year two of Kevin Sumlin. But that's what last season did to them. And again, like I don't think they were as bad as a lot of people believe after last season, even you look at the rankings where they were in the pac 12 offensively, Arizona was pretty damn good. Just defensively, if they could get to average or I guess terrible this season, if they could take a step forward defensively, assuming the offense is every bit as good as it was last season, maybe slightly better with Khalil Tate being a senior and hopefully healthy. I don't see why Arizona can't win seven games. It's it's the pac 12. And yes, some of these teams look tougher. Stanford on paper is always tougher. Washington's tougher. Utah's supposed to be good this season, Oregon, obviously, but who's to say Arizona can't win those games, but you're right on the swing game. So now I think seven wins is, it's sad that that's the goal. Like that's the peak that we see for this team with a senior Khalil Tate, but at the same time with the way the schedule shakes out, if they get to seven wins, however they get there, I imagine people are going to be pretty happy with it.
1: I do think the one thing, Rob, and let's we'll get we'll get your your pick, and we'll go to ASU here. But yes, Arizona's offense was good, but I would say in spurts. Like we we had yeah, explosive yeah. plays, but there were so many times where that that offense just bogged down. And Rob, I know your numbers kind of highlighted that, but I mean, you just saw it on the on the field as well. You're like, oh my gosh, could you just hit an intermediate pass for the love of God?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. Arizona Arizona's offense I mean by I guess the standards of the Pac-12 which was pretty down last season was fine but they they graded out like the mid like you know the bottom end of the power five offenses last season like they're gonna have to they're gonna have to be good again like and they were they were trending that way under Rich Rod until Khalil Tate let the world on fire running the football um I, I will say, like one of the things that, as I was looking through the schedule, was, as you were talking, Adam, about facing Washington coming back on this season, Arizona only faces what projects to be like two good defenses. Washington's defense, who's replacing nearly everyone, and I think struggles with running quarterbacks as we with schematically as we saw with Brandon Dawkins in that probably Brandon Dawkins' best game at Arizona, um, and then Utah, and, and Utah also I, I can struggle. I mean, almost everyone struggles with a really mobile quarterback. Um, I'll, I'll take the over. Why not? Let's live dangerously. I mean, it's it's seven wins. Let's do it. No, I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, it is tough because like it, it, it is such a tight rope, right? Like you, like last season, like you lose to BYU and it's like, Oh man, what happens now? Right. So yeah, let's take the over.
1: Well, let's move over to ASU who has the same season win total, six and a half. And I I did the Arizona state preview uh, and I kind of did all the research on the players. And I was very similar to the way that that gif of Jack Nicholson is where he's just nodding his head intently like, yes, yes. And (laughs) I I was kind of, I was buying the hype on ASU. Yes, yes. And all of a sudden freshman quarterback starting the team like, no, (laughs) very bad, very bad. That's not a good sign. Um, Just because most freshman quarterback, not all, but most freshman quarterback uh, quarterbacks, go through some struggles that first year. And I just think that there's going to be some growing pains for that offense going forward. And they have some interesting uh, teams in the very beginning. It's pretty easy, right? They have Kent state and Sacramento state. Those should be wins. Then they go to Michigan state. Remember Michigan state cam- came down to ASU. The score was like two to five or whatever. In <laughs> <ASU>. Everyone
0: <laughs> lost. I know the field goal. <laughs> everyone lost that night.
1: was <laughs> So depressing. Um, and but but shouts to or I guess not really because Michigan State's offense ended to be like grading out terribly. I was like, oh, ASU's defense, huh? And then nope, nope, just Michigan State can't move the football. Um, but they have an interesting schedule after Michigan State. They have Colorado at home, they go to Cal, which will be a really interesting game. They have two by, they have a two week buy, which is just freaking weird. Weird, um,
2: <laughs> whoa, yeah. I,
1: <laughs> I was like I had to double Knocked check the rest it. Off. Oh man, it's good. Go to Cabo or something. Um, and then they have Washington State at home. Then here's their slog right there at Utah, at UCLA, USC at home, at, at Oregon State, and then Oregon at home. So it's not terrible, but they are on the road, like in back to back games. Um, and then they have to go over to Corvallis uh, and then play Oregon at the end. Six and a half is right about where I was looking at with this team. But man, that freshman quarterback Rob gives me some pause. Yeah.
2: Any, so. Everyone, I think when they, when they have and ASU signed far and away, the highest rated quarterback of anyone in the conference last season. Um, and Jaden Daniels, I think will be a star in the league. That said, like everyone thinks when they, 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 they have like a five-star quarterback coming in that they're going to come in and be like Trevor Lawrence. And more often than not, you get JT Daniels. Um, I don't like, I do not like a freshman quarterback on the road against Michigan state's defense. Nope. Not again. Like Mark <laughs> D'Antonio runs one of the most complex, um, and, and difficult coverage schemes, uh, to read. I don't think Jaden Daniels is going to do well against that. Um, yeah, I mean, beta ranks got him at 6.94, uh, wins. A lot of that is the projection of, uh, they think the off, you know, thinks the offense is going to be good again. I think the offense could struggle a bit with Nikhil Harry not there. That said, I like Kyle Williams, Brandon Ayuk, Frank Darby. I think they're terrific players, but um, there's some tough games on here for them. You know, I mean, Washington State's not an easy game. Cal has a brutal, just an amazing defense. Um, You know, they've got Oregon. You know, they finished with Arizona. There's There's some tough games on here, you know like yeah and and Utah like I I don't know like I I think to get I think I I mean I I guess I see them more like six wins uh than than seven
1: I hear you but and I like the wide receivers I think Brandon Iuke's gonna have an awesome year this year um but then you add Eno Benjamin one of the best running backs in the conference he had 1600 yards and 16 touchdowns last year he also caught for 250 yards, by the way. Like that guy is a man. Um oh, he's legit. Yeah. You add that, you have you have some decent backups there, Adam. It, plus, uh I I was I was really worried about their offensive line last year, and it ended up being okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay. I think I think the pieces are there if you can get Jaden Daniels to kind of play within himself. Like again, this isn't a team that's gonna win Adam like not eight or nine games, but I I do think that they they have a chance of of getting past that six and a half. I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling with this. You can tell as I'm going through it. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think that's the unknown of having a true freshman at quarterback. No matter how highly rated he is, he is a freshman. And it's hard to imagine. You can't picture him having success this season because we've never seen him have success at this level. And for them, they're going to have to lean on Eno Benjamin, who's a stud, absolute stud. And they have some good receivers, but... He's like, Mark Dantonio's going to stack the box, probably and make Jaden Daniels beat them. And can he do that? Okay, so now you lose at Michigan State, you're 2-1. and one. You come home to Colorado, you probably win that game because you're at home and Colorado's not that great. But then at Cal versus Washington State at Utah, that might be three straight losses right there. And so this is a team that until Jaden Daniels shows that he can play at this level against complex defenses, against sophomores, juniors, seniors – I can't pick them to be any more than a six-win football team because their schedule, it's not an easy schedule. Like, I guess it's very similar to the U of A's outside of the non-conference, but I just, I have a hard time, like you were saying, like, I have a hard time picking a true freshman quarterback to being good. He's going to have his moments, of course, but assuming he's a true freshman, some up, some down, how can you pick ASU being better than, at best, average and mediocre?
1: Plus that in the defense. Oh, go ahead, Rob.
2: Yeah, I mean, but I, mean, I guess if, like I don't think they beat Michigan State. So, do you see that? Like, do you see five, them five and four in conference play this season? One yeah, that's the tough one. Yeah, looking at it. Oh, I mean, they don't. So, the pluses for ASU, no Washington, no Stanford. Um, you know, so that's nice.
0: But you know, Washington State State's been a tough out too. I see four conference wins for them right now, with Arizona being kind of the the swing game for them to get to five.
1: I think they're going to but be I USC think, at home. I think they're going to do it. Like, oh uh, yeah. I, I think that's going to happen.
2: What is the, oh, here's the good thing. What if Clay Helton is fired the week before and they have the, like the, that, like the way that Arizona reacted after Mike Stoops got fired and they just boat raced.
0: No, I think CLA. USC fires their coaches <laughs> after losing to ASU. They just leave them at sky Harbor. I think that's again, yeah. (laughs) history repeats itself, right? That's what they do.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, but that's a good point with the five conference wins. I I think they could get there, but this is definitely not one I'm going to bet on. I'm going to take the over. I just, I don't know. I like, I kind of like this team a little bit. I think the defense is questionable, but some of the pieces that they have on that defensive line that are not necessarily new, but they've been in the system. Like, I think a player like Rendell Wren was so big and powerful and strong, but wasn't. Um, it seems like he didn't have his technique down, and so like he's going to be replaced with some guys that I think have a little bit of promise. I'm curious, Rob. What was ASU's uh, beta rank on defense? Do you have their uh, their rushing and passing numbers?
2: They were 63 against the rush, 97 against the pass. I mean, they did not get great pressure on the quarterback, and they blitzed a lot. Um, they rated out at 82 on defense. Stop um, bursting
1: burst my bubble, Rob. <laughs> I, want, I want to like this AZ team. I know we're on an Arizona but, podcast, but no, their no, style, I mean, though, the style though is to keep life. games
0: close. Though that's what they did. Like their defense them. looked a lot better because the way they played football was run the ball, kind of chew up some clock, and keep it close. Yeah. That's true.
2: And and they, I mean, they were mostly they gave up, they gave up big plays. They graded out at, I mean, what you expect when you blitz as much as they did. They were uh, 89 on explosive drives. And they didn't cause a lot of three and outs or turnovers, so they were one oh seven on that. So
1: even yeah. even with them beating USC, right, that win over Arizona or loss to Arizona is gonna dictate whether or not they have six and a half or you know, they have seven wins or five wins, or seven wins or six wins. And oof, so stay away that from that if you're gonna bet. I, I'm gonna you, you've, you've talked me into the under. I'm going to take the under for ASU. So, <laughs> so congratulations, everyone. <laughs> what, what do you think? We did it. it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm more inclined to take that
0: under. I just – I know they're not going to rely on Jaden Daniels, right? And I keep pointing that, but I know they're not going to rely on him. They're smart enough coaches to do that. But I think at some point he's going to have to win them some games. And we talked about with Arizona earlier, if Khalil Tate gets hurt, what's behind him? If Jaden Daniels gets hurt, is it Dylan Sterling Cole? Because that guy nope. – No, 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 actually, no, you would think it's not actually it's Joe Yellen. They announced Joe Yellen, another true freshman. So like the way I look at them is there's so much uncertainty in a position where you really can't afford to have uncertainty if you want to win more than six games. So to me, for them, if they got to six wins this season with all the turnovers, especially at quarterback, it wouldn't be a terrible season for them. And we have to remember they got to seven wins last season and it wasn't exactly an easy road. Like this was an average team, probably on the same level as Arizona. They just won those close games. So, to oh, they me, they lost a lot of close games too. Oh yeah, they pretty, pretty <laughs> <good places laughs> they, but, they had like ten close games. Oh yeah, like pretty much every game they played was close. But like that's that's how they did things. So if a couple of those go the other way, they're a five win football team, right? So to yeah. me, if Jaden Daniels mm-hmm. plays the whole season, by the time they get to Arizona, by the time they get to the back end of that schedule, he'll be you know, Oregon. They should be Oregon State, but. He won't be a freshman, so to speak, and a lot of people look at it that way. By the end of the season, he's going to be a college quarterback if he's healthy and playing well. But it's just hard for me to pick them to do anything more than average than six wins, based on the fact that there aren't a lot of games on the schedule. You say, "Yep, they are clearly more talented than that team. They're going to win just by stepping on the field, and they have a really big unknown at quarterback."
1: Now that's fair. Okay, um, what do you think, Rob? you go under? I'm gonna take the under. I got him I
0: think
2: six wins is probably more realistic with the true freshman at Q B there. He's gonna he's gonna probably win them some games and lose them some games. But like people underestimate like
1: Manny Wilkins was pretty good, so yeah. he was solid. How bad is Dylan Sterling Cole, by the way, if he, oh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it, way better than I am, is the answer, I guess. That's that's the real answer. But still, you know, But like, you are a better podcast host than he is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, not by much, but I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's move to Colorado here. Oh, uh, I, I this is Colorado and USC are the and Oregon, I think, are the three big enigmas in Washington. So four big enigmas in the conference. That's a lot of them. But Colorado, particularly, you get Mel Tucker coming in um, to replace uh, McIntyre. And you have Steven Montez. You have you have the Red Baron himself, Rob, a guy that can sling the ball around. You have LaVisca Chenault and I think some other talented wide receivers. I don't – I wouldn't say that they're, like, going to light the world on fire. I think LaVisca Chenault is obviously a, a an elite talent. The rest of the core is fine. Um, they're replacing their running backs. Their, their line is a little bit questionable and the the defense. I just have questions all over the place for Colorado. I don't think they're going to have a good year and I don't think they're going to have a good year because it's going to take a year or two to figure out what to do. Like this coaching staff to figure out how they want to play. I mean, they they have their idea, but now they got to get their personnel. They got to figure out who, you know, who's the dead weight and who's not. I just, I see a year of frustration and, and kind of change and I, uh, the, Vegas says this at four Colorado winning four games. So I think they agree with me, but I don't quite know whether to go over or under. Cause that's pretty low, Rob. Yeah.
2: And uh, I, the so beta ranks got them at 4.84, closer to five. Um, there's, I mean, there's, there's some tough games on there, right? Like Nebraska is a pretty tough game. Um, but they got air force in Colorado state Those that's two games they should win. I, I like this. I mean, this defense projects, um, they were, they were pretty good last season. They were in the 40 ish range. Um, so they've got some talent that you bring in Mel Tucker who plans to call the plays. You know, he's, he's a phenomenal play caller and, you know, defensive schemer. I don't love the Jay Johnson hire as the OC, but he's just, even as bad as it was like, he should be better. Um, I'm forgetting that. show then, uh, Chiaverney. Chiaverney. Um Verini? I have one in my mind. Yeah. He's in the
1: Yeah, I mean he was
2: he <laughs> like Colorado by the time that they got on the conference play, like his his play calling was so predictable that um everybody pretty much, you know, took them apart. So I think they could be better I think they're gonna be better on offense. So I'm actually gonna take the over. Like uh, I'm gonna come out early and say it. Like I, I, I think Colorado, um I think four wins is low. I think that they're gonna get out of non-conference with two wins and then that just leaves you like you just have to pick up two more wins in the rest of the Pac-12. I think that's possible for them.
0: I think that's going to be tough though. I'm looking at their schedule and yeah I got them for two non-conference wins but then you're at ASU that's probably a loss. You're hosting Arizona. I'm picking Arizona to win that game so I'm saying that's a loss but that's one that they have to win because at Oregon that's a loss. At Washington State that's probably a loss. Home against USC at UCLA that's maybe a win but in host Stanford, host Washington at Utah, it's not a good schedule for Colorado. Yeah, but, like, th- like you can't, like, I mean, this, like, I try to, like,
2: it's not necessarily, like, and what the model's kicking out is, like, it's not just, that, like, oh, yeah, like, they're, like, they have a shot in a lot of these games. Oh, yeah. And, like, eventually, like, probabilistically, given enough shots, like, you're going to knock somebody off. Like, that's the, uh, when you go through, like, people, and this, I try to tell people this because they'll come through, like, and they'll start, like, bagging on the model, and they'll be like, no, no, like what are you talking about? Alabama's going to win 15 games. Um, it is, it is that you are like that. There's always some chance. Right. And like Colorado is going to be in some of these games like that. Mm-hmm. Like UCLA doesn't project to be that great. Stanford, I think could be in, you know, this could be an interesting year for them. Um, And even ASU, like in Arizona, like Colorado doesn't project far off of of where Arizona and Arizona State really were. So they, I think two wins are doable. I mean, it's the same way last year with like Oregon State. Like the model had them projected to win one conference game. I didn't know which one it was going to be, but I figured they'd pick one up because they had enough shots.
0: Oh, that makes sense. You're in enough games, you're going to steal a couple, but we have them at four wins right now. So we're saying they need to win two of those games. We mentioned four games. Like they have to win two of those conference games, and can they win two conference games? Oh yeah! And it helps when you have a senior quarterback and a stud wide receiver. Like it's that for us. A, a transition year goes as far as that goes. That's a pretty good starting point to have, and your defense is a little bit better. They'll be in games, but it's kind of like when I look at them and say to get to four was or to go over four. So they need to win three conference games. Yeah, they're gonna have a shot in those games. So which three is it? And just because they can, obviously, doesn't mean they will. But at the same time, yes, there are winnable games, and if things go their way, they can get a couple wins conference. But if you got me at four, I want to wiss out and take four. But if I can go, I guess if it was four and a half, I'd be picking five wins just because, to your point, if you're in enough games, you'll probably win a couple of them. But it's going to be tough for them, I think. I don't like their oh, yeah. schedule for them. And like I said, they have a senior quarterback. They got shut out, So that's they're in a good position in a couple positions, Well said, Adam. They they have some good pieces, but it's just I don't see them being better than too many teams on the schedule, which means they have to come up with those games that we're used to Arizona having, where it's just somehow you play out of your mind or the other team plays so far below what they can do that you steal one. Mm.
1: I just – I think it comes down to Arizona – at UCLA and Stanford, and I don't think they're going to win two of those games. So I'm going to take the under. I'm going to go with the under here. We'll find out. That's a low under, though, and I always get worried when that, the number's
2: that low. But
1: so Adam, I mean, Oregon,
2: are, Oregon State, like, went one, at least picked up one on the conference, and Colorado's got far better talent than Oregon State.
0: Uh, That's don't... a good point, but at the same time, I guess, I, I look at the rest of the Pac-12 and think they're probably – they're not better. The rest of the pector wasn't better to Colorado, like as much as they were to Oregon state, if that makes any sense. But I, I think what Brian's saying too, is just, it's just hard to find those wins here because you can say they can, and they'll probably steal a couple of wins, but when you have to steal wins to get to that number, that makes it tough. Like which yeah. of these games do you look at and say, yep, they are the superior team, Colorado state and air force. That's it. So can they compete with UCLA? Absolutely. Can they compete with Arizona ASU? Sure. But do we expect them to win those games? Not that many of them. So I think I is a I great take, number. I'll take Steven Montez over Dorian
2: Thompson, Robinson and UCLA's defense any day of the week. I think they win that game.
0: Maybe, <laughs> But do they yeah. win another one? So, and that's what yeah. it comes down to. Like I can they're not going to go winless in the conference. They're not, they're going to win more than one game They'll, I think they'll win two, but I think picking four games, picking a push on this one is kind of the wussy way to do it. So I will pick five just to be on the safe side, but I don't, I don't like this for them much at all this season.
1: Okay, okay. No, that's good. That's good. We're all on the record, right? So this will all be aired. All of our dirty laundry at the end of the season It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, all right. So Rob and Adam go over. I'm going to take the under. Let's move on to Oregon. And this is such an interesting three
2: team. wins, Brian. You are going to you're going to you're going to live that down. You know. And
1: it's, <laughs> uh, wait till we get to Oregon. State. I almost
2: feel like I should have just. I actually feel like I should have just said push because it's like,
1: man, I, I don't know.
0: I don't want to take a push. Am I allowed to take a push? You are. You can do it. Then can I'll take take by push. the rules of last season, you can take a push. I'll back out and I'll take the push. They'll there win two conference games. <laughs> They'll win two other three non-conference and two conference games.
1: That That's probably the most likely thing to happen. We, we will keep So we, we got to
0: cover it. As a podcast, we got to cover it now. No matter what happens, one of us is right. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah,
1: that's good. Uh, all right. So Oregon, uh, so much talent. California. Such terrible coaching. Um, Oh, California. Wait, Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. I don't know my alphabet. Okay, California, uh, <laughs> one of the best defenses in the country. Just really, really impressive what uh, Justin Wilcox has been able to do, and uh, Tim Daruder. Just and a lot. I think the thing with Cal is that entire defense returns. Basically, they they miss out on like one linebacker and their defensive tackle, and other than that, basically they are covered. So they're going to have a disgusting defense. It's just whether or not their offense is going to have any semblance of. Uh, of happiness. And I just don't know if that's the case. Devon monster had transferred from UCLA. Um, there was a lot of, and I, myself included, I just assumed that he would be the starting guy. And it seems like he's bogged down in a quarterback battle with chase Garbers, a quarterback that threw 14 touchdowns and 10 interceptions last year. It just showed a lot of, uh, questionable decision-making and, uh, and, and by the way, they replaced their, basically their entire wide receiving core and their, and their running backs. It is just, a really interesting team and, but the, but the season win total, Adam is Five and a half. Five and a half? That's so low for a team Ugh. that has such an elite unit on the team. What do you think?
0: I, I kind of like them for the over just because that defense is so good. And that's the one thing that travels every single week. And if they can just get enough offense with one of their quarterbacks, like it's, I don't know. I, I like defensive football because, like where I was saying, like, I don't know what the beta rank has for him, but like the models have for them. But I imagine it has them being competitive because of that defense. And you don't need a lot of points. If you can get to 20, you'll probably win more games than you'll lose with a defense like that good. And that's obviously a lot to ask for in the Pac-12. But I don't know. Five and a half. I feel fairly comfortable taking the six wins on these guys.
1: What do you think, Rob?
2: Yeah. I mean, so beta rank projects that defense to be number 12 at this season. I mean, that's actually the only really elite unit that the pac 12 is projected to have coming in. Um, I like, I, I like. I mean the, the model, you, you can make an argument that beta rank has them over projected at 39. Cause beta rank basically looks at their recruiting and says like, Hey, your, your offense shouldn't be this incompetent. Um, <laughs> it is, it is terrifying though. However, that, um, Cal is not like TCU or Michigan state last season, where you could point to a lot of QB injuries and say like, Oh, oh that really bad. Yeah. Like that, that, that was not what took this offense into uh horrific land. Like it was um, turnovers. It was inefficiency. It was, and I mean, it was, at times, like the only times they felt like they really – that they really moved the ball effectively was when um, Michael Wayne was in. But he was a turnover machine. I mean like he gave you the threat of a running quarterback, but the – you know, like he gave that Arizona game away. So I
0: was at the game at Tucson, and that was enjoyable to make yeah. it. It <laughs> looked like Arizona had a good defense, and I know they didn't, but Cal made it look pretty good that night.
1: Oh, they gave it the away. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. The other side of it, though, is like, man, they they do have Mississippi, you know, and like Mississippi has two new coordinators. and They lose a lot. You know, like, you know, Metcalf is gone. Um, I yeah, I I like I like the over, though, like if the offense can just be, you know, somewhere in the range of like bad power five offense, then Cal is a dangerous potentially eight win team um, because they return so much on the defense. You just you have a lot of faith. So. Uh, I'll I'll take the over. Um, you know they've got. I I think this is the year. Like they probably like they might move past Washington State with Gardner Minshew not there. Um,
1: how dare you, you? know
2: how dare you? <laughs> I don't know. I mean I feel like I feel like they win the big game against Stanford maybe.
1: Yeah. So you you have UC Davis at Washington, North Texas at Old Miss, Arizona State to start. I think they win two, three of those five. Um, you move on. You have at Oregon, Oregon State at Utah. That's that's a little bit rough, more rough. But you got Oregon State and I don't think Oregon's all that good this year. So like that, that will be a game. I don't know if Oregon uh, loses that game, but that'll be a game. Then you have Washington State, USC, Stanford, UCLA. And like, Rob, that's those are four games that that are winnable and they will probably Mm -hmm. be favored in. I would say two of them. Right. I I mean. They got,
2: they got to bowl eligibility last season, like with a impossibly bad offense and giving a game away that they should have won at Arizona. <laughs> like, I, I guess I just, I look at this and I'm like, when you play defense this good, like good things happen to you.
1: Yeah. And yeah. shouts to the Cheese it Bowl. That that was the, it, they just gave the, the gift that will always be in my heart Yeah, I'll treasure it forever. The Cheese it Bowl. Um OK, we're, we're all going over. Let's take a look at, at- some point. we got to take the under, right? Like
2: I, I'm, on, I'm on the record of like over for four straight. Oh, I I'm under for ASU. So, I. you know, there we go.
1: Everybody says I'm too negative. That's coming very quickly. Maybe I took the under <laughs> on ASU. I can't remember now. <laughs> it's so long ago. <laughs> it was. Um, let's talk Oregon. And th- this team has a ton of talent. And a coaching staff that hasn't been able to put it together. Their offense looked like a mess last year. They they lose one of the best defensive coordinators that was west of the Mississippi, and Jim Levitt he leaves. So now you got to bring in. They bring in Boise State's uh, Boise State's defensive coordinator. And Rob, I'm sure you have things to say about uh, how that's gone in the past. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, look, this team. This team has a lot of hype coming out of it this year. Obviously you have a a quarterback that could go as a high pick in the draft and Justin Herbert, but Vegas is a little bit, they're kind of pumping the brakes a little bit. They have their season win total at eight and a half. Rob, tell us a little bit about this Oregon team. If you think they can get over the hump.
2: So the model projects them the, the, you know, standard projection model I run projects them at number 17. That's the highest ranked team in the pac 12, um, they've recruited pretty well of late. They rank out eighteen overall uh in recruiting. um they ranked thirty in returning production overall and and thirty five on offense forty seven on defense. But the tough thing is is i mean this offense wasn't good last season. They ran it out at sixty four in beta rank. The defense was a little better, uh, grading out at 39. Their special teams really weren't great, grading out at 84. I, I just have questions about the coordinators, both coordinator positions. I don't think Marcus Arroyo really had it together last season. Um, they really struggled to both run and throw the ball. Uh, you know, Dylan Mitchell's gone. You know, there's a there's a cast of either young or, you know, like, a, I mean, young and inexperienced, or like you have Juwan Johnson who basically left Penn State because he got a case of the drops. Um, I don't know. There's 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 a lot there. There's some things to really like about this Oregon team, um, but I run a, I run a, I ran a modified projection model to try to capture development and coaching effects, and it actually has the Ducks not at 17 but 33, and behind. Uh, <laughs> How eight. much
1: does it hate Mario Cristobal? Holy goodness! No, I mean it just it does not think.
2: I mean, and I I heavily tilt it towards recency bias, so like there's a there's a, an exponential decay built in to. Uh, in this, so that it for the coaching and development effects, it tries to only capture your most recent staff. Um, it oh. does not think that Oregon, it, yeah. So I'm not. I'm trying not to ping them too heavily for like Mark Helfrich and uh, Willie Taggart, but it doesn't think that they've done a really good job of developing the talent that they've had. Um, yeah, I, 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 I would probably shade this. You know, even though the model has. Um, Oregon at 8.77 wins. I, I would shade the under. I think they probably get to eight wins this season.
1: I agree. I'm going to take the under with them. Adam, what do you think?
0: I'm on eight as well. I, am I the only one who feels Herbert's pretty overrated? Like, I've He's watched not him a great head. college quarterback. Yeah, so, I mean, he, has, he looks the part. Like, he has the build. He has the arm. He has the size and everything. But every time I've watched him, whether it's U of A or ASU or any of the games I've seen, I've never been impressed with the guy. And, Unless he is that good this season, it's hard to see Oregon being as good as people think. And I don't think eight wins is a terrible season. Of course, that comes from being an Arizona fan for most of my life. So eight wins is a great season for Tucson. But I look at this team and say they lost uh, Mitchell at receivers. That hurts. You know, their defense last year wasn't great. And they relied very heavily on getting interceptions, and those can kind of come and go. So, no, I I look at their schedule. I look at the fact that I don't think Herbert's all that great and see eight wins is probably a peak for this team. So I'm under the under with you guys. I
1: think the saving grace here is – if they and we had a really good on 12 Pack already, we had a great interview uh with Adam Chimeo of the Quack 12 podcast, and he talked about this. And, and just I like that name too. Oh, it's good, he's and he's the, the best Quack 12. Oh, yeah, Quack 12. He, he's he's sending out Bill Walton memes, he's he is he is my spirit animal. <laughs> he's just great. <laughs> uh, but he was talking about how Oregon will try to to control the ball through its run game, they have. Um, a offensive line that returns 150 starts was it the best offensive line in the world? No, but it, it's experienced and it's good. It's I don't think it's elite, but it's it's very good. And they have running backs like Troy Die, um, who is actually um, uh, or I'm sorry Travis Die, who's Troy Die's Dye, brother. But C.J. Verdell is really the the Rolls Royce back there, being able to run. So so they'll run the ball and they'll control the ball in a lot of settings. It's just can they get a flow to their offense. And that was the biggest weakness last year. it was very herky jerky. So, um, man, if they win eight they just, games, Eugene's going to light on fire. <laughs> Go ahead, Rob.
2: They just, like they look to be a team and this is sort of the tough thing is like, you look at their schedule and you say like, yeah, like they're going to, they're better than Washington state. They're better than USC. Probably they're better than Arizona and ASU and Cal and Colorado. But I don't think they're good enough to go through that unscathed. Yeah, like I think right. like it, they're they're not good enough to have an. They don't look like they're going to be good enough to have an off night, and and win a game. Um, like last season, like when Justin Herbert, like the the Justin Herbert can't read zone game in Tucson, um, like they they got blown out when they had a bad night by a bad team. So, yeah, <laughs> like, like, there's. I just, I need to see it. I need, like, I mean, I, like, I, I say this, like, with, the, with, with some things, like, uh, around the Pac-12 this season. You know, like, I mean, other than Cal's defense and and probably like Utah's defense, you know, there's just not a lot of like proven stuff. You know, proven, oh, yeah, proven, proven units returning, and Oregon. A lot of this projections built on recruiting and the returning production. They weren't great on the field last season. I need to see them do it before I really buy
0: in. No, so I agree with that. I, I look at the schedule, and like you were saying, like you could say, oh, they, they can beat these teams, but to expect them to beat every single one of them just seems a bit off. And I guess when I think of Oregon, the best Oregon teams, they did te- seem to rely on the running game but they had accurate quarterbacks and that's what needs to happen. And Herbert last year was anything but accurate. He could play what 59% of his passes so like awful. that. Can't, and he's not really much of a running threat. So like this is not, if they're going to rely on the running game, like the guy from the quack 12, and I just wanted to say quack 12, <laughs> but if that's what they're, if that's what they're going to do, then one, they need to be a better running game than they've had. And then they need a quarterback who can be accurate and hurt you when you try to stack the box and someone like Herbert's supposed to be that good right? He just hasn't been. So if he takes that step and becomes that Heisman caliber quarterback, who's going to be a top five pick in the NFL draft, then I could see Oregon taking that step forward. But I don't see them being able to rely on their running game and being a dynamic team that wins nine games. So eight and a half, I think is another great line. It's almost like Vegas knows what they're doing. But when I look at eight and a half, I see along with the schedule an eight win football team.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we need, we need like the conference needs a 10 win game. 10-win team, guys. Let's see if we can find one here. Oh, no, no. The, co- the
2: conference desperately needs, like, an 11-win team. But. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: true. Um, well, one that will not win in 11 games is Oregon State. But, and Rob, your model hates Oregon State. It loathes and detests and spits <laughs> on the soul of Oregon State. Like, tell us oh, about this game. I would think it would pity Oregon State. Like, why
2: is no, no. The I mean, yeah. Oregon State's... I mean, so like last season, Oregon State's defense was was saved from being one of the worst defenses. I mean, it was one of the worst defenses in model history, Um, which is I I go all the way back to 2012. But uh, Connecticut last season had a truly abominable like junior college defense that made Oregon State not not the not the worst team. Worst worst
1: unit. So not last
0: place. It, <laughs> so
2: there's that. It it hates it, but it all it it also hates this defense for this season too.
1: So <laughs> so the the season win total here is two and a half. And I remember yep. last year on this podcast saying, guys, you know two two and a half. I think it was two that year. Two two. Way, they'll win two games, right? You know they'll, they'll be able to do that. And then nope, nope, they did not. um Or maybe, I think it was two and a half. Is the same season win total last year? I'm gonna I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to repeat myself again. I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to win three games. Here's why: their Ooh. their offense is is good. Fun. It's well, fun. That fun is probably a better word. Fun is different than good. <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> but, Jonathan Smith is an excellent play caller.
1: Absolutely. And, and Jake Luton comes back, and he's a quarterback I trust as long as he can stay on the field. I don't anticipate him staying on the field the entire season, though. I think he, he, the, this man broke his back and came back the next year to start at this at this program, which is just amazing um, and, and was pretty good when he was doing it. So he returns. He's a 64% completion rate. He can sling the ball around. They have an excellent elite running back in Jamar Jefferson, and behind him, uh, Artavius Pierce. Like These guys are better than Arizona's running backs, and I, and I say that as an Arizona fan. Man, like loving our running back core like this. That's how good Oregon state's running backs are this year. Um, and they have BJ Baylor behind them. Their receivers are quite good. Isaiah Hodgins, Tyjohn Lindsay and Trevon Bradford are good. They throw to tight ends. God bless them. Um, they, now that's where we're starting to get into issues, right? Their offensive line, not great. And their defense is just a total disaster. Um, but they do bring back a couple people. I like their I like their linebacking core. And I just think that a team like Oregon State that can put up forty points on somebody is gonna be able to get into a couple shootouts and I think that's enough to win them more than more than two and a half games. Not a lot more, but more. I'm taking the over. What do you think, Adam?
0: I'm gonna take the over because two two games it just seems that seems so rough. And I know they're terrible, but they do like you're saying, they bring a lot back, what is it? Seven starters on offense and what I'm reading an article here, 11 of their top 12 tacklers on defense. And granted, I think it's like when rich Rodriguez was first hired or saying like, you know, the second year like the good news is we're bringing a lot of guys back from last year. The bad news is we're bringing a lot of guys back from last year. Yeah. Like this wasn't a good team, but experience in college football does count for something. And again, like to say a two win team, that's hurtful because they do have a decent quarterback. They got a good running game and that's enough to keep you in some games and their schedule. Isn't an easy one. It's not a helpful one, but You know, do they beat Hawaii? Do they beat Cal Poly? If so, then they just have to win one One more, one more, one more. Like, (laughs) I mean, I guess is on the road, uh, but you get Utah at home. That's cool. Uh, Cal on the road, Arizona on the road. So it's not exactly favorable, but I think they could steal one more game there. So you were saying you don't have them winning a lot more than two and a half. I'll have them winning a half game more than two and a half, just because they're not—they're not the worst team I've ever seen, at least on paper. So just win two of your three non-conference games and steal one of the other ones, just not the one in Tucson, and I think we'll all be okay.
1: And, Rob, we have that sleazy game against Stanford with a bye. So they they have Cal, Cal Poly, like Adam mentioned. Then they get a bye, and they get Stanford. I think Stanford gets Washington the game after they play Oregon State. I I may not bet that is going to win know, that game, I mean, but I'm bet the has
2: like US I think Stanford has like USC the week before
0: or something. They're going like to have that. their third win by their fourth game that's going to be great. It's going to be great. We're going to cash we'll in Adam all right, all right. the rest of the way. <laughs> I just want you to know that I actually
2: think Hawaii is going to beat them. So Oh. like I think Hawaii oh, is I like win up the season okay watch out watch out for Hawaii like because Cole McDonald spent last season with I believe one of his testicles in his stomach or something I or read sort of like that. that like he had a horrific horrific injury that he played through like so um I, I think this Hawaii team is actually I mean speaking of fun offensive teams like this Hawaii team um I, I like they, they run a version of the run and shoot um, I think they're going to like, or the trouble with Oregon state's offense, you're like, yeah, they're good, but they're going to be starting just like last season. They're always going to have terrible field position because yeah. their defense is so bad. <laughs> um, and that's going to like that, that leaves you in a hole. I mean, if you're an Arizona right. fan, let's look at this, like, you know what it's like to have a terrible defense and your offense, like, you know, has to cover 80 yards, 80, you know, 75 yards every time can't that's, more than three that's times in be- a
0: game and have a chance.
2: Yeah yeah um and this is this is a tough schedule in the conference right like their their most competitive games are going to be ucla uh and arizona maybe arizona state uh that's tough like colorado the team that they beat last season in conference play colorado was fallen falling off the map you know like they finished as the second worst pac-12 team uh in the conference so i i I don't know. Like I, I think that Hawaii team, like the model right now has it as a toss like a true toss up game. Each team has a fifty percent win probability. Um, Hawaii again, like I like I, I like Oregon State to maybe be better than last year, but it's pretty tough. Like so the the, the model has them at two point three four wins. Ah. It only has them at 0.74 conference wins. Um I'm gonna take the push. Like I I, I mean I'm not gonna tell like I mean I mean at it's two, and two a half. right? Or is it two and a half
0: two and a half Then i am take. Oh, yeah, then the I'm taking the under <laughs> they're, they're up at halftime.
2: Like we're calling. No, no like, I mean like co- college football has the, has that, has the, has the overtime rule. There are no ties. Like, <laughs> so no, no. Yeah. I'll take the, I'll take the under with this team. Like I, I think that they're going to be better, but I, I think that the defense was still so bad and, and the trouble was you could just run the football on them. Um, and that's – I think that at some level that's very deflating too, just having the ball run down your throat.
1: Yeah, that defensive line is terrible. I just have visions of you, Rob, at like 3, three o'clock at night in a, just a pitch black room, and you're just staring into space and you're just poking needles into a voodoo doll that is Oregon State, and you're just doing it for hours on end. <laughs> no, I
2: just want you to know like that, that I'm going to stay up and watch them play Hawaii, and if they lose, I'm texting you both. right? <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> like the like moment the- they're – they lose I'm gonna text you a picture of like Nick Rolovich, Hawaii's coach doing like doing something stupid
0: <laughs> or they're gonna beat Hawaii beat Cap Poly, take a seven nothing lead on Stanford when they get the opening kickoff and we're gonna be texting you and saying call it yeah that's, that's true call that it really? is
2: true that is true like KJ Costello will go out with like a like a concussion or something like that <laughs> and I will be I will be crying
1: <laughs> all right let's let's keep this going let's go to Stanford Stanford is a team that I think is in, now I wouldn't say free fall, but has been on the decline for a couple of years. Uh, and they have just a brutal non-conference schedule. They have Northwestern at home. Then they, they go to USC. Then they have central Florida, former national champions, central Florida. They have to go on the road across the country to Orlando to play them. And then they have Notre Dame later on in the year. um, KJ Costello is back, but basically everybody else is uh, on the offense that he threw to is gone. So they have some interesting receivers coming back, but Bryce Love leaves, and Stanford couldn't run block anyway last year. They are kind of putting together their offensive line. They've recruited all right, but not as well as they they have in the past, and the defense just has continued to slide, Um, and it'll be interesting to see if they're going to be able to do that. Vegas has them at 6.5. That is a brutal a uh, season win total for Stanford. I had assumed that they would just give them some respect and maybe bump it up to seven and a half. Nope. Six and a half. Same as Arizona, same as Arizona state. Adam, are you surprised?
0: Not really based on all that they've lost. And Stanford's been that program that I, I know I remember them just even a few years ago when they were the cream of the crop in the pac 12. And you kind of feel like they have to be that team and they're just not, and even the way they were winning those games, they're just not that team anymore. And they lost what their top four receivers from last season or three yeah. of their top four pass catchers from last season. So it's, it's not a good look doesn't mean that they can't produce still, but this is a team that needs to win on defense in their running game. And they've taken steps back that way. And Costello's is a good quarterback, but you don't want to rely on the passing game. If you're Stanford, that's not how you win football games. So that combined with this schedule, six and a half, I it's hard to imagine Stanford winning fewer than seven games. So I, I, I want to take the over, but then I'm looking at the schedule and saying which seven of those are going to be. So I'm going to have to take the under on this, and I'm going to have them at six. Ooh,
1: what do you think, Rob? What, what do you ever yeah, so say they'll... about Stanford? I mean, like I, I bet you numerically uh, it's pretty fascinating to watch this team over the last couple of years. Yeah,
2: so they've been sort of falling off a bit. I mean the defense – you know, a couple of years ago the defense had, you know, in um in their coordinator's first year had uh, just a phenomenal year, you know, finished in the top ten nationally. It's been a pretty steady decline. I mean, they fell off two years ago to in the seventies. Yeah. They bounced back. So last season they were in the forties. And Yeah, <laughs> that, and that defense sucked. It was really bad. <laughs> last, last season, like they had a legitimately very good offense. Yeah. Um but that offense was all – I mean they were they were pretty good. They, they were a very good offense in that they finished at 41. They they were like number 14 throwing the ball, which would, you would not have expected from Stanford. They were number 113 in effective rush, which is also what you not would not have expected from Stanford which Bryce Love. Like, I mean they couldn't run the ball at all. Um I don't like, I mean, I think that they've struggled a bit since their former offensive line coach and offensive coordinator, who's now that coach is right at Rice left. I don't think that they're scheming and coaching the offensive line as well. Uh, yeah, I think they I think they might struggle to run the ball. I, re- I will say this, I really like KJ Costello. Like, I think he's an underrated quarterback. I think he's a very good college quarterback. But with Costello, and if they can't run the football, if you can get pressure on him, he gets a little bit of happy feet. Um, and doesn't set his base. That gets a little dangerous for me. There's some things that like, you like Paulson, and Debo and Dwayne, Aquina coaching him. There's some stuff to like, but, uh, the model has him at 6.13 wins. That is a brutal non-conference schedule. I think UCF actually probably should be a favorite over them. Um, yeah. I mean, and, like Notre Dame whooped. Them. I mean, even as like last year, they were a decent team. Like Notre Dame just whooped them. Um, and the only real games on the schedule that you look at and you're like, oh, there's a gimme is like Oregon State. You like him to beat Arizona, but that might be closer if Gilliel Tate's running the football, you know. Like Colorado, maybe. Yeah, Colorado. I mean, Colorado's a game that you really like them at. But that's also the kind of game that like Stanford could totally lose. Like Mel Tucker could just out scheme. Like I feel like to beat a Pritchard, their offensive coordinator is like fifteen. Um <laughs> He's, like, he's not. He's but, like
1: the Charlie Weiss's kid that got hired by uh, Lane Kiffin. I mean, like he. I mean, he was clear, like
2: I mean, I feel like he's like 15 because he's younger than I am, and he's the offensive coordinator at Stanford. And I'm like, oh wow, like this is going well. I mean, <laughs> uh,
0: they get Oregon and Washington at home, so that's nice. But if they're worse than those guys anyway, getting them at home probably doesn't help them. <laughs> like, they could use Colorado at home. They could use Washington State at home. Uh, it's. I don't think it sets up well for them. If they're as average as we're all kind of expecting them to be,
1: Rob, well, you're gonna Stanford
2: take the doesn't have under? great home field advantage in some sense too. Like they have trouble selling out that stadium. Yeah. So,
1: oh, for sure. Um, you going to take the under, Rob?
2: I'm taking the under.
1: All right. Cool. Let's move on to let's see what comes after asking us to Utah,
2: <laughs> right? No, UCLA.
1: UCLA. <laughs> C's <laughs> before <season> <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness um, yeah, we, we said we were like Wow we need to take a lot of unders And I think this is like the under um, it, it's, it's really bizarre I think UCLA is a good example of teams In the Pac-12 where um, If there was a better recruiting base And better coaching the teams like UCLA and USC would be stronger than they are this year. Um, but they're not. And UCLA also has a brutal schedule at Cincinnati, San Diego state, Oklahoma at home. Um, then they're at Washington state at Arizona. Like that's their first five games. Like good luck, chip Kelly. Um, I wish you the best. (laughs) They have Dorian Thompson Robinson, a quarterback that wasn't able to get it done last year. Whose father was like yelling at chip Kelly over social media, like publicly. Um, the defense is not great, um, and the offensive line was actually better than I had anticipated. But then you have someone like Joshua Kelly, who is their running back, get injured in fall camp, and I, I don't know when he's coming back. You also have um, Keyshawn Lucier-South, who is their top defensive player, suspended for the first three games, minimum. He may not be back the entire season or just the first three <laughs> games. We don't know.
2: Like, <laughs> our pet pets are falling off. Sorry, like, as you're listing all of this off, like, there are a non-trivial... And I, I chuckle in my head every time. Like, so I think Athlon had UCLA picked as, like, an eight-win surprise team. Like, that's crazy. a lot of people looked at... UCLA's finish last season when they but their schedule lightened up a bit and they're like oh UCLA got better as the season went on I'm like no the the opponents got mostly worse they also lost uh, four of their last five games so I don't know. I mean, like so they're like, I mean like, <laughs> like so they were more competitive, That's competitive. The ESPN's FPI model has UCLA projected as like the number twenty two or twenty three team coming into this season like. There are a lot of people that are like, no, you're crazy. Like, UCLA is going to be good. It's Chip Kelly. Like, so I, <laughs> I'm i not. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, there, there are quite a few people that are like, I mean, they're like stuck themselves out on like, no, no, UCLA. Like, this is going to be like finish number two in the Pac-12 South.
1: I'm taking the under. Like, I just that schedule. So, right. You get you get past Arizona. Let's, they they have Oregon State, Stanford, Arizona State, Colorado. Those are those are doable, and, and I would say the Arizona game could be doable. And then at Utah, USC, and Cal. I just I don't see six there, Adam. You, you gonna you gonna trust Chip Kelly or or move on? I will
0: to... I will stand for Chip Kelly all day. I I think the world of that guy, and he did have them more competitive by the end of the season. Of course, one of the games they won late was that one against Arizona that I had the good fortune of beating at. Uh, that you say probably shouldn't have won if Arizona had better quarterback play or even just you know didn't fumble and turn the ball over as often as they did but I think Chip Kelly gets them to be better this season I, I have them for pushing six wins here I'm going to take another push I'll whisk out there but it's just because I look at them and say they're going to be better than they were last season I know there's a lot of things you listed off that are going against them but I do think another year in Chip Kelly's system they got to be competitive by the end of last season I think this year they start to win some of those games and their non-conference isn't particularly nice to them, but ASU at home they probably should have beat ASU in Tempe last season. You get Cal at home, you get Arizona on the road who you beat. But I could see six wins at this team because I just believe in Chip
1: Kelly. Okay, that's there are coaches that I believe in every year. I'm like, you know what? I, I, I see, I see what you hear. I hear what you're saying. I saw what I saw on the field, but I, I trust this guy. And like Kyle Williams one of those people. Um, that's about it. <laughs> but I do like him a lot. Um, There's coach oh, oh, trust. Uh, yeah, Mike Leach is another, another person I usually, like, ah, they'll probably put it together. So I, I hear you. Um, so we'll go with a push Uh, for Adam. Myself and Rob will go under. Let's move on to USC. And of all the teams, Rob, where I don't think, your your numbers are excellent on all of these. By the way, like, All this stuff again, sharpcollegefootball.com. So much stuff to take a look at, like really, really good statistical breakdowns of all of these teams. Also, on our other podcast, 12 Pack Radio, we go into depth uh, on on basically all of these teams all of the time from a statistical standpoint. Um, But of all the numbers, Rob, that probably you want to toss them out a little bit. And and I know that you would probably say this to to some extent it's USC, right? Because their recruiting has been really well, has gone awesome. Their coaching staff is not great and they have a history of just underperforming their expectations. This year, the expectations are fairly low. Vegas has the over-under at seven, Rob.
2: Yeah, uh, so USC comes in into in the projection model, um, grading out at number 23, which is right behind Utah. That is primarily built on their recruiting which is number five which is far and away the best in the conference so they're number five nationally in my two-year rolling recruiting rankings um that's that's good um unfortunately and and the model has has built in where like if you recruit really well like that matters like having having good players is fine having great players is even better (laughs) Um, however UCLA or USC doesn't return much on defense. Um, they bring back a lot of offense after last season, but the offense wasn't very good. Um, and I mean, they're, they're almost totally revamping their defense. Now that said, there's a lot of really talented players that are going to play, but they're going to play, like they're playing a bunch of people in for the first time. So, I don't I don't think there's a lot to necessarily like there. So there, here's the thing, like where whereas I said, you know, like, hey, on that modified model that tries to take into account coaching and development like Oregon's in the thirties, you wanna guess where USC is? What
1: do you think, Adam?
0: There. are <sighs> like, probably in the sixties? Well, not quite that bad. They're at forty five. Oh,
2: okay. And that's that's a that is a monument that is a huge drop. Um I mean, in the modified model, their projection is right around six wins.
1: Um, (laughs) And I'm going to take that, too.
2: Right. I mean, that's like I actually believe that Clay Helton's been there a while. We have seen what Clay Helton does with top level talent. Um, I mean, I think the offense is going to be better. I think the air raid is going to simply like the air raid is more about running, like understanding a couple of concepts. Um, and then being able to get through those concepts and, uh, but I haven't heard good, like the, and we talk to a lot of USC folks pretty regularly. We, we, I have not heard good things out of camp about the QBs. Like it's, it it feels a lot like last year where nobody really stepped forward. So nope. I want, I want the, give me the under on USC.
1: I want like six, I I want to push, but I mean, seven
2: seven I mean seven's hard though because like they are so darn talented
1: yeah <laughs> the, it, and like so you have so yeah Fresno State Stanford BYU let's assume they go three and know there um you, you and, think they miss, yeah, all right, yeah I Tokyo. don't like Stanford at all um no,
0: it, it is at home
1: yeah yeah, yeah and it is at home and they play well at home as much as I, I dump on the Coliseum like they, they do they do play well at home um then they then they have Utah, Washington, Notre Dame, which I think is loss, loss, loss. <laughs> uh, Arizona at Colorado, Oregon, ASU. Right. That that's gonna that's the sweet spot right there. Are they gonna be able to get it together? Because um, that'd be three, four, five, they actually, six. They actually have a
2: decent like or like they they have Oregon um, on the schedule and Washington. Um, but no Washington state, which is sometimes a tough game for them. Like, uh, I don't know. Like that's uh, actually now that I look at it though, like that those Oregon and Washington games. That's tough.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of like, I mean, I could see them where they, they get seven and he gets fired, but I eight's going to be tough. Eight's going to be tough for that team. I don't know. What do, are what do you, what are you going to take Adam?
0: That's kind of, I'm thinking I hate to keep, you know, taking the pushes on this one, but I look at it, it's like at some point talent has to win out. Right. Like no matter how bad your coaching is, talent will win you an average amount of football games and asking for seven from USC. Isn't really that unreasonable. I guess I wonder if the better question is at what point does Clay Helton get fired? How many games does it take for that? But no, you were saying if they win those first three games, which is totally doable, then you're asking them to win four more the rest of the way against a pretty average pac 12. I mean, you at ASU late in the season. So ASU might be better or they should be better later in the season. Than they will be earlier in the season. You get cow might be the same thing, but I seven seems like a pretty good number for this team because I'm tired of taking pushes. I'm going to take the over, Okay. but, Ooh. but not one that I'm terribly confident in, but it is a very talented team. They bring a good amount of back. Their receivers are going to be very good. I didn't read all that stuff about the troubles at quarterback, but maybe that's learning a new system and they'll figure that out. But assuming they ever do get a good quarterback going. If it's JT Daniels, probably then I can see this team with that kind of talent winning seven, winning, we'll say eight games in spite of clay. Helton.
1: Okay. I'm going to take the under cause if they fire him, I think the team gives up, um, for the mo- but like I, I want to take you don't see first. the
0: motivated push the finally we're free we can play well now
1: Uh for like for that one game and it'll probably be against Arizona right <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> they're gonna fire him after Notre Dame yeah oh for sure oh uh, yeah I mean Notre Dame
2: Notre Dame could wax them I mean that's like it's not necessarily just the losses it's like do you
0: are you competitive um so they got yeah. the bye week after Washington right that'd be a good time to fire him if you're gonna do it assuming you get destroyed by the Huskies I'm going to, I'm going to take the push. Give me the push on this one.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, I
0: like it. at seven.
2: Let's see. I'm going to take, and that, that, that will get clay and fired.
1: Oh, sure. Um, let's see where, where are we at? Washington state, Utah. Oh, Utah. <laughs> the U- <laughs> Damn alphabet, man. Oh, it's so difficult. Why, why do we so many one? U's in a row? <laughs> um, th- I, I love this team. I, I do. I really like this team. If, The problem is I always say if they can throw the ball and they will just probably never throw the ball, but I still like this Utah team a a decent amount. Uh, Tyler Huntley got hurt last year. Uh, They have Zach Moss, and he's back. Zach Moss is back. The offensive line for the most part is back. Their wide receivers have never been good. uh, And I understand that, but their defensive line is probably the most elite unit in the PAC 12 this year. Right. Right. Rob, is there, is there any other, maybe, maybe Cal secondary.
2: Yeah. I mean, but yeah, Bradley and A and like too. like those two, those two guys are monsters. Like they're Utah's Utah's defensive line is uh, up there with Auburn, is among the best of the country.
1: Yeah. And I mean. So Vegas started this Utah number at eight and is now up to nine. Ooh. I've seen nine and a half. Yeah. Like it is, it has bumped up a lot. Um, this team has, has a lot of things to like. And ju- we just talked about how USC is struggling. We just talked about how UCLA is struggling. We talk about how Arizona and Arizona state have questions. We go over to the North and we talk about Oregon being one of the premier teams, having, having issues there. We're going to say the same thing about Washington. And here is Utah, a team that basically has all of the building blocks to finally win the pack 12 i think they do this year um and i think that they win more than nine games now am i willing to bet on this one i I think nine is a lot so if they drive that makes they could drop three games and and get a push i think they still do that though they have they're at byu which is a game that uh, not to take lightly that's a rivalry game it's on the road byu is going to get up for that um they have northern illinois at home minus all of the defensive players that they had last year that made them good idaho state whatever but here, here's where it goes so they have they're at asu they have sure. washington state at home they have a bye at oregon state arizona state cal at home at washington another bye and then ucla at arizona colorado i just i think that they i think they drop two games this year and they get it to the the title game i'm not certain if they're going to win the title game but i would bet that they would uh what do you think rob what do your numbers say about this team
2: so beta rank, I mean, we talked about this even last year, like this was going to be the UT year, maybe. Um, so they come in number 22. Uh, they uh, are number 19 in returning production. But the big thing is in returning production correlates more with the offense than it does defense. They're number four in returning production on offense uh, overall in the country. So they, they bring a lot back um Tyler Huntley I actually think is a little underrated by a lot of folks I'm not saying he's a great quarterback he's gonna go out and win you a ton of games but like if you only watched a small sample size of Tyler Huntley against like the good defenses in the conference like I don't think you get a really fair appraisal of his talent um and they made the the other part is like and we we've talked about this a bit like they made a very good offensive coordinator hiring Andy Ludwig um, he's a bit boomer bust his offenses tend to be a lot of explosive plays but he tends to always produce good offenses wherever he's been. So I I like this Utah team. I I like the over. The models got him at 8.96 wins, but that's with I think the model maybe overrating ASU, USC UCLA, so I, I I like the Utes to get some time.
1: Adam, we've been in a bit of an echo chamber, Rob and I, talking about Utah and giving them back rubs for the whole off season. Are we uh, are we out of our minds? What do you think?
0: <laughs> yeah, Utah's that team where I know pretty much every season people expect big things, and almost every season they find a way to disappoint. And listening to you guys reading up on them like I have too, there's just so much to like about a Utah team in a Pac-12 that doesn't have a lot to really fall in love with. And, you know, you always trust Utah to play defense, right? Whittingham, he's going to have a good defense. They lose some guys, some of their top tacklers, what, their three top tacklers or four top tacklers from last season were all seniors. They're gone. But they're going to replace them. They're going to have no problem playing defense. And with all those pieces returning on offense that were good pieces, it's hard to imagine them being anything but the best team in the Pac-12 South. And so, I mean, they won't trip up at some point. They always do. And it might be at Arizona late in the season because they tend to struggle in Arizona as well might be at Washington but I look at Utah and say okay nine wins that seems like the baseline for them so given what you guys are saying that 10 seems like a pretty attainable goal for them so I'll take the over because it's almost like someone has to be really good right and they have they check every single box that you would want to be the best team in the Pac-12 South.
1: Keep a lookout for that Washington State game after USC. They have Washington State at home. Washington State's just it's the worst team to play after you've had a big win. Because they're gonna run that offense. The one thing, like you mentioned, Adam, you know, they missed some of their top tacklers. Those top tacklers were uh were their safeties and their linebackers. Yeah. And it's uh-huh. gonna be a difficult game for them. But still, like that's one out of twelve. Right. I just think that they're going to go over
0: like they could drop a couple games and still be fine. And it's like, how many games, like, who do we think beats them? Which we're saying Washington state, that's a tough one. It is at home for them. So that's nice. Yeah. But let's say they drop Washington state. Well, they're not going to lose to Oregon state. They probably shouldn't lose to ASU. Cal could be close, just a defensive type of game. And then Washington could be tough, but otherwise versus UCLA at Arizona versus Colorado. Like, could they lose one of those games of the final stretch? Sure. But it would be an upset if it were to happen. And you have to think if Utah has it to where they're coming down the home stretch where the Pac-12 South is within reach and possibly a playoff spot is within reach, that that focus will be there, and they're plenty good enough to finish the job.
1: Yeah, right on. So you're taking the over with us? I'll take the over with you. I'm not going to be the one to rain on your guys'
0: Utah parade.
1: (laughs) Going to Washington, finally. (laughs) Going to Washington for real this time. Um, A team that brings in a new quarterback in Jacob Eason, which by the way, here a little fun fact. I just did a PAC 12, uh, fantasy football draft. And there are three teams from Washington in this draft, right? And Washington fans are just giving foot massages to Jacob Eason all over the place. Oh, he's going to be the greatest, the greatest, he's the greatest, the greatest. Jacob Eason went in like the 10th round <laughs> in this draft with Washington fans. In a lot there. of confidence. Like, hmm, I'm just sending that in my, the back of my mind here. Um, with that said, great coaching staff. If you're going to coach, you know, if you're going to trust one coach in the PAC 12, it would likely be, um, Chris Peterson. He's, he's one of the better, one of the better guys. He's, he has a decent coaching, uh, pedigree in terms of being able to bring up these players as he recruits them. He's been recruiting better than he did at Boise state for a number of years now. Um, they bring back a decent amount of their offensive line. Their defense defense has just been decimated by players going to the NFL. And there are two two sides of this coin. The first is we get really good talent, we build them up, and they go to the NFL. That's what we do. And the other side of the coin is yes, but. (laughs) Like how good are they going to get in one year, Rob? What do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, so like it's true. I mean, the last time that they sent a bunch of players to the NFL, particularly out of that secondary, they did have some fall off the next year. I mean, they and a a lot of Washington folks point to like yards types metrics Um, and S&P plus, which is yards based, had that defense graded out higher. But beta rank, which is yards and points based Pointed out that they had a drop off in points for drive, um, and they did. They they gave up more points in opportunities in that season. So I expect. I mean, they grade out. they they have 130. They're ranked 130. Ugh. They are out of everyone in in returning production on defense. So they're they're not bringing back a lot. Like I I think Kowatowski and Lake are two of the best defensive coordinators you know, in, in, in college football. Um, I have faith that they're going to like, they're they're not going to go out there and produce like a, you know, a a defense graded out in the thirties or forties, but expecting them like last year, they finished number five. I don't, I think it's going to be very hard to have the number five defense again, losing that much. Um, And I have questions. I mean, their offense wasn't good last season, like Bush Hamdan who took over for Jonathan Smith they struggled. They didn't run the ball well. The offensive line struggled. Um, yeah, I mean they they great like they grade out of fifty. They, they come in at fifty five um, in returning production on offense. People, a lot of Washington fans seem to blame Jake Browning for the offensive struggles. I I don't think that's the case. Like I need to see this offense sort of prove it for me. And they gotta that that's a tough early game against Cal. That's a tough early game against a very, very good defense um for this Washington team, I think. I mean, sure, it's at home, but um yeah, this this Washington team, like I like them better than Oregon in the north. Uh, and it, the model has them at eight point eight three wins overall, but like nine point five is a feels like a big number for this team
1: that that I agree with everything that you said, Rob, and that second game of the week against Cal is going to be one to keep your eye on but the rest of the schedule, like it's, it's just not difficult. That's the thing. So no, it's true. I mean, there's no Auburn this
2: year. That's true.
1: Yeah. And it's uh, the, the next best difficult game is probably Oregon at home. Oh no, Utah and Oregon they have at home. Those are the other yeah. two games. they have. Which there. are
0: the games you'd want at home if you're Washington.
1: Absolutely. Right. And that's a tough place to play. They play really well in that stadium. That stadium gets loud. Uh, Adam Vegas has their season win total at nine and a half, which is probably perfect for them. What do you think?
0: I think that's a tough one. Do we really think Eason's going to be any good? I guess that's a big question, right? Because it's a team that, again, kind of like Stanford in their heyday, run the ball, play defense. Well, you lose Miles Gaskin. You have Ahmed back, so he's probably going to take over. But this is a team that still needs to be able to throw the ball a little bit, especially if their defense losing as many guys as they have. And to me, if I'm going to pick a team to be over nine and a half wins, if I'm picking a team to win 10 games, I have to be sure of something with them. And I'm not sure their defense is going to be as good as it was last year. In fact, it probably won't be. And I'm not sure their offense is going to be any better than it was last season. So to me, to say 10 wins, that that seems like a lot, even with that schedule. And it may be one of the more forgiving ones in the Pac-12, but they still have to be good enough to win those games. And if Eason isn't the guy, if he's not any better than Browning was, and I don't think Browning was that great, but if Eason's not any better, if their defense takes a big step back, then all of a sudden at BYU is a bigger challenge at Arizona is a challenge and even yeah you have Oregon and Utah at home but those are still good potentially good football teams especially Utah like we were just talking about so to me to get to 10 wins Washington can't afford to slip up hardly anywhere and I see at least a few losses out of this schedule so I'm going to take the under and feel really good about it
1: I'm going to take the slight under I think they win nine games this year um, And to answer your question, Adam, I I don't know about whether or not Eason's going to be good, but I I mean like Browning at least was able to move the offense. He had a lot of problems; like he couldn't sling the ball around. He he, he didn't have. But a lot he of was good. Strength. He
2: was good. That that yeah. Jonathan Smith offense the year before last was good. They yeah. rated out at number fourteen in the model. Like just like blaming Browning. Like they they put together some good offenses with Browning. They all then. You know, they, they, when Jonathan Smith left, the offense really took a, a bit of a dive. And, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Eason could be good. We
0: have, like we saw him. He was okay last time we saw him. He was a true freshman. You sure. Know. But that's the question I have. And if he can be good, if they can be better on offense than they were last season, still 10 wins is a lot. But just you're not sure of Washington. That, that's where I'm coming from. Like, I like being sure of something if I'm going to pick you to be a double-digit win team. And I'm not sure of anything with them right now. Doesn't mean they can't be that good because I do trust Chris Peterson because I'm sure they're coaching staff, but they're not on the field playing and they can only do so much with a team if it's not quite as good talent wise as we're used to seeing from them. No, I mean, and even Chris, even Chris Peterson said, like
2: expecting us to not have a defensive, like in, in an interview, Peterson said, like, expect
0: a defensive fall off guys. Like, come on. Um, <laughs> it might be coach speak, but it's probably being like, yeah, we're going to be worse that way. We, yeah, we, were we, starting, we, were, we don't, mean, we don't have a lot coming back, but and that's, you I mean, take that when you lose those guys in the NFL, that helps you. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we sent guys, to the NFL, Woe was us? Like, that's how yeah. it works, but it could hurt them dramatically this season.
2: I just don't, I don't think that they're good enough to go through unscathed. Like, you in know, a, in a, in a, and I, like, I don't think that, I, I think that they're going to drop some games um, along the way. I don't know. Like I, I wouldn't look at any one game and say, Oh yeah, that's a definite loss, but they're also not so much better than everyone else on their schedule this yeah. season that you, you look at them and say like, Oh yeah, like they're just going to skate through. Like they can have an off night. Like if Washington has, you know, some off games, you know, like just like last just like last year's team, which, you know, didn't didn't was not that much better than this team projects to be, you know, like if they have an off game, they're going to lose to, a, you know, a middling Oregon team. They're going to lose to a middling Cal team, you know, like, um, you know, so I, I think nine wins is about right for them. The models got them at eight point eight three. So you're going to take the under. Yeah, I'm we'll gonna take the under. Okay. We're all in agreement.
0: Oh man
1: The Washington fans They're are right. not
2: gonna forgive us for that, but that's all right.
1: <laughs> that's all. Not our that's... fault
0: our team isn't as good this season.
1: <laughs> and this don't is say that. Radio it will be our bad. fault. <laughs> that's
0: true. If I had that kind of pull Arizona would be a lot better, tell me like, just saying.
1: <laughs> so the next the next team and the last team is Washington State. And this is this is the another big giant question mark for me, right? You lose Gardner Minshew and that awesome offense. Most of the wide receivers stay. Um, you lose a number of the running backs, but now you have a player like Max Borgie who's going to be just doing a bunch of cool stuff. He'll be really fun. If you're an Arizona fan and you're watching Washington State, keep an eye on him. He's just going to be all over the place. The defense, Rob, I I still... <laughs> In my heart of hearts think that that's still defense, wrong. You are still wrong. <laughs> it was better than it was in your numbers. Um, but I'll, even that said, it was better than most traditional Mike Leach offenses in the PAC 12. It doesn't mean it was great, um, but at least he was starting to pay attention to defense. It certainly wasn't like it was two years ago, which was an, an elite, excellent defense. Um, the the Ve- Vegas set the total at eight and I went through and I had a set, I had them at 7.25 and I just go like, if we, if we don't think Oregon's going to be that great, if we don't think Washington's going to be that great, if we think Cal is good enough to win a couple games but not doesn't have the offense to, to make the push, the only other person in the North would be Washington State. And I, I just want to take the over just because of that. And I know that's not the best way to do things. <laughs> I don't no, know, man. Talk me out of this.
2: You you could always talk – like, you can always talk – Brian can always talk himself into Washington State. Like, it just – all it really takes is, like, one funny Mike Leach story and he's in. <laughs> like, like, yes.
0: like. <laughs> and there's quite a few to choose. I get what yeah. you're saying, though. That's – when we do things like this, I don't know if you guys have ever done it. I know I haven't, where not only do you pick – what we think, the over on how many wins they're going to get, but you do kind of the cross scheduling thing and actually see what you come up with. Oh, yeah. Because I can just see the world we we all picked teams like there's not that many wins in the Pac-12 to be had. <laughs> you know, it's like when you <laughs> yeah. do it individually, like someone has to win these games, which means someone has to lose them. So yeah, if we're if we're going to say Cal's not quite good enough to keep up yet offensively, and that Oregon's going to have a down season, and that ASU's going to struggle early on, and UCLA's not going to be as good, then there are wins to be had here, and Washington State could easily get them. Right. So it's like we're kind of looking at them in a vacuum and saying ah, they may not be as good as they were last season, but they don't play in a vacuum. They have to play someone else who also might not be as good as they were last season, which which case maybe Washington State still beats them. So I get what you're saying. I kind of like eight wins for them on this one, just on that reason alone, because I do trust Mike Leach and I don't trust the Pac-12 to be all that great. So even if Washington State takes a step back, which I expect them to, doesn't mean they're going to have a real down year, at least by their standards.
2: I mean, so, so last year, like, that offense wasn't just,
0: just good. That offense was,
2: was amazing. Seven, seven, number seven overall in beta rank. Like, that offense was amazing. Um, I mean, to be fair, the Arizona game probably b- bumped them up about 15 spots. No, no, because the model thought Arizona's defense sucked. So you the don't model get credit. Was right. You don't get credit. <laughs> for beating sucky people by a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah. So the, uh, what, what, I mean, and what, the, what, what really helped that, like they had a pretty good game against, uh, Utah and some other decent defenses in the back. they had a, you know, they had, they had a good game against Oregon, good game against Cal. Um, the, the trouble is, I mean, you're not just losing Gardner Minshew, their left tackle. Andre Dillard went in the first round to the Eagles. Um, they they don't return a ton, even though the defense wasn't amazing last season. They graded out at number seventy six. They they return only eighty five percent of the production, uh, or no, sorry, not eighty five percent. They grade out at number eighty five in returning production on defense. So they don't return as much as you'd like, maybe, um, on defensive production. So they're replacing a lot. Um, you know, off of that defense, even from last season, it's hard to be elite again, you know, than uh, to come in and, and, and be that good. And uh, again, at numbers like in that range of number seven on offense, I, I, I I'm with you. Brent. I love the receiving core. I think Max Borg is going to catch 60 balls out of the backfield. He's going to be awesome. But yeah. But, Brian, do you think that they, do you have them winning in week two? Is it week two? Do you have them winning against Houston?
1: No, that I mean that's the problem. Like, right, right? Like, I, <laughs> like <laughs> because I think I
2: think the model is underrating Houston as it does some group of five teams. Um, and the mod the, the modified projection model, which takes into account coaching and development, if you look at their West Virginia number for Dana Holgerson, they love the mo- the projection model. That model loves Dana Holgerson. He goes to Houston. He gets King back as his quarterback. Houston has some power five level talent at some of the positions like that's a good that could be a really good team.
1: It's it's tough because like it's bordering on a like I just think if there's going to be a team that's going to get a couple surprises, it's going to be Washington State or Cal. Um, it's I mean, may, and maybe it, maybe it's Arizona in the south, but like, you know, the north the north plays it. They all play each other and somebody's got to come out of that. And I just don't. It's those paper. It's like when you see USC and you know it's a paper tiger, and you're just going, okay, who's who's going to get these wins? And but I'm with you. Like, right, so so they're scheduled. Northern Colorado, New Mexico State, Northern Colorado, that's two wins. I have them losing Houston. Um yeah. they beat UCLA, that's three. I think they lose at Utah, although that's a sneaky game for them, but I've saw them losing. Um then they have at ASU and Colorado. That's a
0: toss-up. ASU definitely is a toss-up.
1: I just don't think is prepared for. For that offense. Now, but also it rides on is gauge They Garud. have the corners. They have a secondary.
2: Yeah. That's true. I mean they have they have, you have Chase Lucas and they returned their other guy too. Plus you now have that guy that uh Johnson that was the that broke into the Panda Express. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I mean he'll be eligible. Like he was he was good at USC. Like he was good.
1: Um so close. It's so close. It's gonna come down to eight it's gonna come down to seven or eight. Um and I'm yeah, going to take yeah. you over anyway. You, you can't stop me. I'm just going to do it.
2: So the model's got him at 7.28. So the model, Brian is, is almost dead on where you are. And I, I, I got to go the under, like, I think they're closer to seven
0: ones than they are to eight. Oh my Gosh, so
1: somebody's got to win this freaking conference. Um, <laughs> Okay. What do you think Adam? Who are you going to take?
0: I'm I'm going to take the push on this one. Looking at that schedule, like, <laughs> no, <there's, laughs> Hey, if you're going to give me the option, I'm going to take it. <laughs> no, no, you
1: right. got to take it every
2: once
0: in a while. I, if you can push, I, you got to push. I'm with you guys at Houston's probably a loss, but I think they go to ASU and beat the Sun Devils. And that would have them at eight wins. Assuming they beat UCLA, they beat Colorado. They lose at Oregon and maybe you lose at Cal. like but there's a lot of toss up games in there, but I think they win more of the toss ups than they lose. And, eight wins isn't exactly a monster season, you know, it's like what? Six and three in the pack. 12, we'd have them going. That's not exactly tearing things up. So I think Six and three in the
2: pack. 12, particularly in the North is pretty good.
0: But <laughs> their schedule with the South, I mean, you get ASU this season is on the road. I like, know, it's, I like Washington state, but I think eight wins is a good number for them. That's kind of like you look at the schedule, like we've talked about, it's, It's hard to say – it's hard to argue against Washington State in a lot of these games. I just know they're not going to be good enough to win all of them. So to me, losing a few of them seems reasonable.
1: Leach is always good for one or two sneaky road wins. I always had a win, and that that puts them above the eight threshold for me, so – Um, Okay, well, that's good. Well, let's leave it here. We went an hour and a half. So we we went pretty long, but we went through every team, every single season win total. By the way, I will get the win totals from everybody um, from uh, uh, Wildcat Radio. And we'll make sure to post these. And like we, we have our champions of the world. So Rob was the champion of the world last year. And um, and actually, I need to start tweeting those out again, which was kind of fun. So we'll we'll keep track of these contests as we go along. Stay tuned. Uh, definitely dig Adam and Ronnie's podcast. They're going to go weekly. We're going to go weekly. The, the, just lots of really good content and. It's game week. It is. And and we made it, guys. It's crazy. Like, and we spent so much time focused on the Pac-12. Like, just know we're going to, like, we're shifting the eye of Mordor to Tucson now when it comes to covering (laughs) uh, football. So we just wanted to make sure that we had a good idea of the conference and it's been fun doing 12-pack radio. But um, our heart is in Tucson and that's what we're going to be covering at, at Wildcat Radio. So, Adam, thanks for coming on. Always nice to talk with you.
0: Uh, always a blast. Guys get to hear a lot about, I like the beta rank system. That's always a good time. And just hearing the perspective of other people, because obviously we know ours and Ronnie and I, we have fun talking about U of a and the rest of the conference, but it's nice to hear other takes because as anyone who's probably listened to me and certainly seen my predictions knows, I probably don't know what I'm talking about.
1: So it's, no, good no, you hear,
0: <laughs> it's good to hear everyone else too, to get an idea of what people are thinking and where everybody's at.
1: Well, well, you're, you're selling yourself short, Adam. I know that you, you find <laughs> I, I like the stuff that you're doing at, at AZ desert swarm. And, uh, you know, one of the things that Rob and I always talk about, like we're two cynics. And so it's always nice to like, so, Hey, you know, like we're not, it's not, not everything is on fire Bryant. So, uh, it's always nice to know that. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and Rob, thank you for joining as well. And, um, we, uh, so there's so much stuff to cover, man. Like we have four more teams we have to, to cover for twelve pack radio. No, no, we have, we
2: have we like on the bright side, we can we can because Arizona starts early, we don't have to necessarily finish the Pac-12 That's previews true. this week. But we just still do have a lot of Pac-12. We probably have to do like four podcasts in the next two
1: weeks. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be real fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right, guys. Well, well, we will uh, we will stay in touch, and we will continue cranking out stuff. Wildcat Radio AZ is our Twitter handle. Um, and by the way, Adam, where can people find you?
0: Uh, at the Adam Green. At the I Ad- make it pretty simple.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, Rob, where can people find you?
2: I'm at uh, at BetaRank FB, and you can find everything at SharpCollegeFootball.com.
1: Right on, right on. Well, thanks for coming on, guys, and we will catch you soon.